Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk TV Live. I'm your host, Barbara Barnett. I'm executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine and proprietress of the Let's Talk TV TV blog. We are sponsored this week, as always, by Wireless One Marketing. Get a hold of Wireless One Marketing by visiting letstalktv.barbarabarnett.com, clicking on the icon in the right sidebar, if you want an app for your business, um, they are great to work with, affordable apps. Tell them I sent you. And uh, if you want to download a great app for Let's Talk TV, do it right now and um, you will be very happy. It's free, available on iTunes and play.google.com. And we are joined tonight, as usual, by our Once Upon a Time panel of expert watchers. Jimmy, hello, Jerome Wesley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. How is the weather in Ohio? Oh, we had a rainy day, but that's Uh-oh. okay. I like rain. I'd rather have rain than heat. Yeah. Oh, and Chrissy has heat. Yes, mm. I'm dying over here. It's like 91 degrees here in Seattle. It's like <laughs> we have no air conditioning here. I mean, not in like our apartments and stuff. So it's it's torture. And and we are in the Goldilocks zone here in Chicago. Yeah. We are having 75 degrees sunny weather oh. and no rain. I'm jealous. Can I like? I'll just then I'll just come right over. <laughs> it is like 75 gorgeous. is like perfect. I don't think it should ever get hotter than 75. It is like Hawaii here. It is so perfect. <laughs> I oh, cannot believe it. Well, we've had really horrible weather here. We've really had horrible weather. Well, I and guess we'll I, allow it then. <laughs> you know, just let it stay that way till through the 4th. We have tickets to see Book of Mormon mm-hmm. um, for Wednesday night. Have not seen it. Cannot wait. We have fourth row center seats. I'm anxious so, to hear the review for that. I can't wait to see it. And I'm looking forward to it. And I know, Chrissy, we're going we're gonna to get to Once Upon a Time in just a couple of minutes. But I do have okay. to say have a couple of things. Um, and Jimmy, maybe, you, I don't know, have you seen Ray Donovan, either of you? Yes. No, okay, so after Chrissy and you and I talk about, and, and Meredith, I'll get Meredith in on the conversation as well, we talk about Skin Deep, maybe Jimmy, you and I can talk about Ray Donovan, um, okay. which I wrote a review of last night. Me too. <laughs> oh, cool, okay. So I wrote it like Friday, notes. but yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, I did too, but I didn't post it till last night. Um, and maybe we can talk about it. And I love Liev Schreiber. He's one of my favorite American oh, actors. Um, he is. But we can, I love we, him. He's so I good saw him on. Thing. 
I saw him on Broadway and I just adore him and he's just great. So, but um, the other thing I wanted to say as I was talking to Chrissy about this is I have been getting my mailbox has been inundated with um, Comic-Con invitations. I am just overwhelmed as usual, um, trying to just keep up with, can you come to this? Can you come to that? And my calendar is getting really busy. So um, I'm like, but I'm reserving Saturday is the once upon a time stuff. And I still haven't gotten my stuff from once upon a time. Now I know it'll be coming, but I, you know, it's, it's. Um, I'd rather know earlier than later. Yeah. And I know, you know, the, the invitations really didn't start coming to like Friday and what happens is they get a room, and they also have to know which people are coming, you know, who's who's in the cast's coming. Because then what right. they do is they send out a press release that says, okay, so here's the big panel in Hall H or in room, right. or in, or in room 20, which is like the TV room. And these are the cast that's going to be here. And then following that are going to be the press rooms over at the Hilton Bay for, Bayfront. And we're going to be in Aqua, blah, 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 or Aqua, blah, blah, wherever they're going to be. And please RSVP. Now, whether you get in or not is another question. But um, right. you RSVP. Uh, so they send that to everybody, I think, that's on the press list uh, pretty much mm-hmm. that covers TV. So um, so I think everyone gets that stuff. Um, so, But they have to know where they're going to be, what time they're going to be, and who's going to be there before right. they send out the press. So I think for the bigger shows and the movies, they need – it takes a little longer. So yeah. I looked at my stuff from last year, and it was all – it's like most of the stuff I got was like late June, early July, even like into the second week of July. Like wow. I didn't get anything from elementary or from revolution. I think it was like the week oh, before man. Most of the stuff I got Absolutely. last year came like the week before, really. What, it started what date are you really, going again? Uh, the 17th through the 22nd. Okay, so you'll be there the week before I am, because then I'm going to the GH fan club weekend thing to cover that. So, so those two, so, I'll have a lot of stuff. Well, that'll be fun. Well, so far, so far, do you want to hear what I'm doing so far? Yes. Okay, so. Oh, you gotta tell you got to tell Jimmy what you just told me a little bit ago. Oh, well, I'll hold on. I'll get there. (laughs) So Sci-Fi's got a new show called Helix. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be going to that. Um, I'll get a peek at that, and I'll go to the press room for that. Um, That's all set. Um, Black Sails, which is a new series. uh, On Stars, right? New Mm -hmm. series on Stars. I'll be going to that. I'm, I'm just waiting for all the details. Um, Vikings, which is, I think, a History mm-hmm. Channel thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm going to be doing some interviews with them. Uh, Konami just invited me to their suite. Uh, they're having a special suite for introducing the new Castlevania Lord of Shadows 2, which mm-hmm. normally I'm not a big gamer of that sort. And my readers, you know, I mean, my, my readers are TV people. However, right. my readers would be definitely interested in this one because who is the voice 
of the main character. Do you know, Jimmy? Yes, Jimmy. I do not know. You do not know? Just take a wild guess. No, I'm not a gamer person either. I don't really pay attention to Take a wild guess. Just take a wild guess. Well, since it's concerning you, I would say it would have to be like Hugh Laurie or Robert Carlyle or somebody. Oh, yeah, okay. There you go. (laughs) Robert Carlyle. Yeah, because he just he he actually tweeted that he had recorded it earlier this summer. So um, yeah, so I'm gonna get to have like first chance to look at it and hear it and play with it and stuff. So that'll be fun. Um, then DC is doing a big do to open up the, the Comic Con at Petco uh, Stadium, right? That and then Bates Motel. I'm gonna to mm-hmm. up with the hotel people motel people and then Hannibal. Um I mean oh, those good. folks. Yeah. And then I haven't seen that. I haven't either. You should I haven't seen you should any of these. I just watched it. I hate horror movies and I hate the Silence of the Lands and the Hannibal movies, can't stand them. But it's Brian Fuller who did Pushing Daisies and Wonderfalls right. the show. And it's really, really good. Yeah, so I'm going to check that out. And then um, Sidekick, which is a spoof on the superhero thing, which looks really, really funny. Um, And it's it's kind of a short. And so I am going to do some coverage on that as well. So there's a a bunch of other stuff as well um, that I'm sort of mulling over. There's a whole bunch of sci-fi stuff. Uh, Adult Swim is going to be there. um, And I'm kind of mulling over what I have time to cover. There's just like being human is there. I mean, there's a ton of sci-fi stuff there that I just don't being know. Human what... is... Yeah. Being human I... would be good. Yeah. I, I think I covered it last year, but there's just so, there's a lot of stuff. Children's Hospital is there. I love um, Children's Hospital. Yeah. You know, I'm just, I, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to have time to cover because there's a lot of stuff that overlaps with other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I'm and the Veronica trying... Mars panel announced for Friday night. What was that? The Veronica Mars announced the panel, I believe, yeah. for Friday night. Right. I mean, yeah. there's like a ton of stuff that's announcing every day. It's funny because the Hollywood Reporter said, we have the complete schedule for everything at Comic-Con. And it was like last week. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is no. not complete. They did the not. complete so far. <laughs> complete so far yeah so there's there's all kinds of cool stuff that's happening that that uh it's every day well, there's new stuff it's like so, true blood gonna be there and, and yeah yeah different be there. And the vampire diaries and all that yeah i mean all that stuff is gonna be there uh jack black is oh jack black is gonna be there first oh. time since 2005 i just got a press oh, release that's from cool so jack um black. <laughs> yeah, so there's going to be a there's like a lot of stuff. Oh, by the way, last week's show uh, yes. had 25,000 listens. Are you Woo. kidding me? Yeah, wow, no, I'm that not is kidding. crazy. 25,000. So they must, they yeah. actually liked what we had to say. I always think, who cares what we think? <laughs> well, I think they liked our our guest. She was lovely. Yeah, that was amazing. Christina. Yeah, you missed it, Jimmy. You missed missed Morella from True Blood. She was great. She was fun to talk to. She wouldn't tell us if she was coming back on the show this year. 
Well, she's I'm pretty sure so, she will be. Well, but that, I guess that doesn't stop people from coming back to True Blood. <laughs> well, I, I mean, there's dead actors on there all the time. Well, did you yes. see a True Blood this week, you guys? Yes, I actually did watch last night's already. Yeah. Oh wow! You I watched didn't. it already. You're not I know. Watch. I'm like surprised. I'm shocked. <laughs> I know. It was okay, really good was, though. I like I like this season. His his so, daughters are like are like freaking like 12 years old already. <laughs> I know. It's crazy, and I was so excited to see Anna Camp return. I know. Oh my god. It was okay. So good. so so I have to anyway, I have sorry. to do a, I have to do a little dig here. Okay. So, I, there's this person, and I'm, she's going to go nameless because she doesn't watch listen to the show anyway. So, she only okay. follows me when she wants to. She, she's she writes for a she writes for a very very huge TV pop culture site, and okay. she goes to Comic Con. And she only she she follows me only once she wants to DM me and tell me who she's interviewed this week. Oh, and then she, and then she follows me, and she has these DM conversations with me, and then she unfollows me. That's and so weird. Why do people I, do that? She's like, yeah. So I said, oh, you know, I said, oh, I'm just about to do my show. I'm interviewing uh, Christina Anapau. Oh, well, who's she? I said, well, she's a character on True Blood. Oh, well, she's not a character. She must be like an extra. I'm like, what? No. No. Well, this person did not, not say that. Yes, yeah, she did. And oh she did God. say that. And she says, well, she must be just like a background character because I don't I, – she's not on the show, really. She's not really in <laughs> me. She's not She's not really a, a – and I really don't – you know, I didn't really watch the show. And I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, did they set me up with someone? And she's like, no, she's like a, she's like a real character. And uh, yeah, you She's know, not a main character, but she's pretty important. She's an important she character. She is important. And, and so, so this person is like – Oh, well, she's not. This is like okay. Well, she was. She was like so diminishing. This interview I was yeah. doing I was like, well, screw her. I'm, excuse me, I should not yeah. say that on the radio. Oh. <laughs> well, seriously, that's awful, though. I know. It's like, wow. Mm-hmm. I thought she was my friend. Huh. That's huh. crazy. Anyway, uh, that's that. Okay, so we need to talk about skin deep. Yes. Because I know Chrissy, you need to go. Oh, let's bring Meredith yes. in. Oh, okay, on, yeah, bring Meredith in. Hey, Meredith. Hello. Hi, Meredith. Are you Hi. sweating, Meredith? <laughs> what? She's in, are you sweating? It's dying. It's just so hot here. Yeah, it's, it's pretty hot here, too. It's like 85. So oh, yeah, it was like guys, 91 today. Anyway, go so ahead. You guys, you guys need to make it cool in the next 20, 28 days because I'm going to be in Seattle uh, very shortly. <laughs> I can't wait. You're going to love it. It's going to be nice. Well, I've been in Seattle like a bunch of times. Well, yeah, but hopefully it'll be like nice weather and it won't be too hot. It'll probably yeah. be cooler. It was, it was hot. It was hot the last time I was there. But but then we went to Mount Rainier, so it was cool. When we oh, were okay. Yeah, it's nicer up there because, you know, you're higher up. So yeah. yeah. Well, this time we won't. We're going to probably go whale watching off Anna Cortez. Oh, uh, cool. And- Arcus Island. Oh, cool. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Skin Deep. Um, okay. And so Skin Deep to me, I was looking for my script because I have a copy of the script and I couldn't find it. Um, 
But what? to me, skin, it's on my computer somewhere. I've got 18,000 oh. <laughs> files on my computer. Oh, wow. um, and to me, Skin Deep still stands as the best episode of the entire two years of this series. I agree. Yeah, so that's well, the call order. It, yeah. It was, the way, oh, it was just so good. I... I mean, I mean I've it, watched a, it. I don't know how many times. It was a great episode. It's the first episode of the show that I was like, "Oh, this show's good." Because before yeah. that, I, was, I wasn't really into it, and then that show episode kind of made me pay more attention. That's the episode that when people ask me, they say, "Okay, so everybody's talking about Once Upon a Time. What episode should I watch?" And I say, mm-hmm. "Watch the pilot." Watch and episode watch two, and then watch yeah. Skin Deep. Yeah. You have to sort I mean, of get an understanding of how the show works. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, watch- you have to, like, and then the introduction to Rump- of Rumple too, in right. the first two episodes, you know. Yeah, so yeah, then yeah. You, can- you have to kind of, you have to understand the character of Rumple and you have to understand the character of the evil queen, and then watch Skin Deep. And yeah. once you understand those characters, and then you watch Skin Deep, and then you really, really understand. So, to me, the writing is just gorgeous. I, I think oh, yeah. the, the story well, of Beauty and the Beast. I mean, the story of Beauty and the Beast is, is timeless. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it, forgotten though that it, it departs so dramatically at the beginning, where Belle's already like Princess Belle. She's not some poor person living in the village. Right. 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 They really they monkeyed with the story even from the beginning because she's not the daughter of a you know of the village town idiot or, or whatever. The the, the or town, but that makes the her strength and her confidence seem a little more natural. Like it works really well for the character the yeah. way they've developed her to not have her be this poor person who wasn't part of the going ons to have her be this noble person that stands up and saves her people. Right. 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 I think that they also did that partially because they wanted to show what stakes there were if, you know, the rumors spread around them that, you know, if, you know, it was known back there in the Enchanted Forest widely that they were a couple that, uh, you know, they'd be saying, well, he's trying to get a foothold into the kingdom now, isn't he? Who? Wait. True. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin, you know, messing around with the the princess, you know. Well, that would be, wait, where are you going? I mean, you mean by the end of the story? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying if it had been known back then what they were to each other, you know, their rumors would have been running very rampant. And well, never they, mind. They, well, no, but they wouldn't have, I mean, they weren't together at the beginning of the story at all. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying if if things had progressed, you know, and she hadn't been kicked out. Oh, oh, yeah, if you mean if she ha- if if Rumpel hadn't kicked her out. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I don't think Belle would have cared. Yeah. I I think had had rumors swirled um and they had been, you know, speculating. That's an interesting that's actually an interesting question. Um had she not had Rumpel not kicked her out and had she stayed 
what would have been the issue? Would have would that have endangered Rumple in some way? Anvil and Rumple's but but he's a pretty powerful guy. What would he have done? Would we would he have done something to Bell's father and his armies? Well, I don't think he would have unless they came after him. I mean the thing, I mean, the whole thing with that Gaston coming to the door, <laughs> and then he changes him into, into a rose, and that I love was that. brilliant. I love that part, and you know, and and uh, and then he's like, oh, just an old woman <laughs> with a, selling mm-hmm. flowers, which totally goes back to the original Beauty and yes. the Beast, you know, that we we all know, and yes. uh, you know, the way that she tied it in there was really well, and then I mean. Of course, my favorite part. Well, I have lots of favorite parts of it, but, okay. the, but I love that they included Chip because I kept mm-hmm. thinking, how in the hell are they going to do that? You know, they have to have Chip. You just have and to. And Chip is being, and Chip becomes such an was, important part. Yeah, you know, there's just there's so, so much there's there's so much in this episode. There's um, what I think I like the best is that what we see in Rumple is that courtliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, and I, we, and I love that moment where you know Belle gets to the castle and she's so frightened of him, and mm-hmm. then he's just completely confused on why she's frightened. It's like when she breaks the cup; it's just a cup. Like there's just, nothing. Right. He doesn't see himself the way everyone else sees himself. Right. right. He well, everyone. Well, he. She was like, "Oh God, he's gonna hurt. You know, something's gonna mm-hmm. happen. I broke his cup." And and he was like, "It's no big deal. You know, like it's just a cup." And, well, but on and the I other hand, that, on the other hand, he really fosters that frightening impression. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and true. I and I think by the time that she breaks the cup, it's been a while. Well, since he was first giving her her instructions on things, I was thinking probably day two. You know, yeah, that's she's right. giving her instructions on her duties. Yeah, but I'm thinking it was only day two. She was still in the gold dress, not yeah. the blue one. Yeah. But but he's he's actually I mean he's kind of thrown her into her cell, and he's he's actually not doing anything to really endear himself to her. He's right. he's sort of you know he's thrown her into a cell. He's he's kind of trying to intimidate her. You know he's mm-hmm. not trying to make bit, himself yeah. very nice to her. And when she breaks the cup, of course she's going to be frightened of him. And right. the fact that he reacts the way he does. I think maybe he's trying to disarm her. Yeah, and well, and two, the other thing is, you know, I mean, then the next scene that you see is uh, her trying to take the curtains down. I love that and, scene. And mm-hmm. yeah, that scene is great when, when you know, and then he's like, he's like joking with her, you know. Oh, I, yes. you know, I, I spin the wheel because it makes me forget. And then he's, she's like, forget what? Oh, I forgot. Okay, you know? so I want to, I want to talk about that scene because you've got that. Yeah. Okay, so, so he says, I spin the wheel because it makes me forget. And that's actually right. a really poignant moment from moment. Yeah. Because I think there's a real truth to that. And then he Definitely. turns it around and he makes it into a joke, which is so yeah. very typical mm-hmm. of someone. Right. Who doesn't? Who's afraid of their own emotions? Exactly. Well, yeah, you know, he's keeping her at arm's length. That's right. what he does. And, it. He does it. And then, yeah. and then, so then he goes over, and she falls into his arms. Oh no! Before that, that so I she's, love that. She's, 
So she says, what, have you nailed these shot because She's like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, yes. And he's very serious. Uh-huh. Very, very. He's like, yes. And she like, looks at him like, I guess he's serious for real. You know, kind of. And, and then when she falls into that was, I love that scene. When, oh, and then he was like, I think, he was like surprised at how he was, because he definitely was feeling something at that point, you know. And he's so bewildered by his feelings. Yeah. He's so, I, I just love that. There's a very, there's something incredibly romantic about that kind of a moment. And he just plays it. They both do. Yeah. But but with, with, with him especially, there's a, a turnaround from the rumple that we know to this right. very, um, this very gentlemanly, courtly, romantic, figure that wasn't well, there like, before. I think that's how he mm-hmm. is before he became Rumpel. I mean, that's him. You know, that's his humanity coming out on that. A noble, very that's, noble character. Yeah. Which was why exactly. I always thought, and this gets right back to my Ogre War thing, which is why I had always thought that the reason he stopped See what he did by walking away from the ogre war, turned the tide. That he did something, and 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 it wasn't. It was a very personal reason. And I thought it had been an act of nobility. It was in a way, an act of nobility. Yeah. But it was personal, though. It wasn't. It was a personal. It wasn't that it was going to. Well, it didn't affect other people. Just him. It didn't affect other people. But yeah. but there's a definitely there's a streak of nobility in him, and and a, a great deal of intelligence. I always think too of um, the character. I've said this before, of the character Heathcliff in the book Wuthering Heights, where mm-hmm. Heathcliff, who is an abused victim um, for a lot of his young life, goes off. Um, he runs away, and when he comes mm-hmm. back. Um, some years later, he is educated and he is wealthy, and right. he is—he's um, different. He's a gentleman. He's a noble. He's also extremely cruel, but he is—he is the most educated man in the room. He's well-read. He's intellectual. He is rich. He is very much a different person that he than he left, and and that I always think of Rumpel as being very much this kind of raggedy man that goes off and he's like all of a sudden he's become this wealthy, educated, um, noble, aristocrat. Right. How did that happen? I want to know how that happened. Well, I'd like to, well, you have to figure 300 years of reading and experience. Does yeah. Make yes. Yes. But yeah. And then but the other thing only, I like about you it. Get that only, but you can't get that only through reading and experience. What else yeah, I, I think that that's probably one thing that you'd think that they'd bond over is they both probably love books. You'd, it's just more yeah. visible with Belle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. So okay, that's so let's keep answer. going. Keep going in the episode. Well, then I was gonna. Then I was gonna say I like the parallel how they you know back in Storybrooke, where mm-hmm. you know the initial confrontation with her father who doesn't remember anything. And, you know, and you could just see that. And then when he loses the, the cup and 
thing. But what, what the other scene that I thought was just so funny, there's that scene with David it, when David is buying the Valentine. The oh, I love that day. one. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's looking at him like, mix. are you kidding me? You think that you have this big secret? Everybody in town knows. Uh-huh. I know, and it just cracks me up. Well, there's that, and then there's the fact that nobody is, like, looking at Mr. Gold twice. He's got rope. He's buying rope, duct tape, and some other stuff. And obviously... Thinking he's probably so, thinking some little project. Yeah, just a little I, project I on the side. That's yeah, I'm always out of the Mr. Gold element. Like, just encountering David like that and that conversation they have is not yeah. like anything else that Mr. Gold does in the series. So it's really cool little bit this episode had several parts of like normal town life seeing the yes. pharmacy seeing the girls have right. their girls night out we've lost that and that makes me a little sad since yeah. the yeah. magic came back yeah, yeah. I, yeah i'd like to say you know i really love the banter that always goes on with uh with prince charming and rumple and i mm-hmm. i have to wonder if if mr gold you know once he has memory back and remember what he was was thinking Boy, Charming, I really, really miss you the way you used to be. You've turned into such an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Very well I'm could really be, sorry yeah. I helped. I'm really sorry I helped you back yeah, then. Yeah, I really loved it. And we are both when, you know, he walked into the pawn shop and, hey, oh, yeah, we're right back where we were. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But, yeah, that was just such a great scene. <laughs> well, and then, really, you know, yeah. I, the whole thing that, the weird thing, though, is when he finally gets the father, you know, and he's like, you were her father. But it's weird. I thought it was weird that the that Mo is not saying anything like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, Rumpel is hitting him and stuff. But I'm just saying I, 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 I thought that part should have – he should have at least said that once or twice, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. Because he doesn't have his memory, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. he doesn't know what – what she well, he's, he's, and then he, he, don't know what his false memories were either. He may have had right. a memory of a daughter who's now deceased, you know, well, or something like that. Too. You don't know if he was simply never married, never had a child, or what. Right. But you also know that, that he's also into Rumpel for some fucks, and he's yeah. defaulted. Mm-hmm. So he might think that Rumpel's beating him because he's, you know, he's beating, you know, because he owes him money. Um, right. But but he's saying, you know, you hurt her, you hurt her. I mean, Emma's like, what the hell's going on here? Right, right. Probably what, thinking he know, was crazy and demented. Yeah. He didn't know what he was really talking about. And Gold almost never loses his cool. Yeah. Well, he really, he's, he's completely right when he points out that taking my van the day before Valentine's Day, that's not going to get you your money back. It makes no logical sense. Right, you know, right. From that standpoint, and obviously Gold's not operating from a position of logic, but no. nobody else knows that. Pure emotion. He's he's operating, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because Rumpel, Rumpel is is so much emotion, and Gold right. is so much rational man, mm-hmm. and right. and that's really the dichotomy between Mr. Gold and Rumpelstiltskin in so many ways. But yeah. at that moment, um, and, and until Belle enters the picture, and in that moment, it's gold is all about the emotion and, um, you know, about vengeance, uh, about what he believes um, he did that her father did to her, 
Um, yeah, I've I've always wondered if Bell had made it back, what would have been his reaction? I mean, you saw what he did do in the crocodile. Right. 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 I, I and, think and Bell actually would have kept her mouth shut. She wouldn't have said, "Oh, by the way, I'm in love with Rumpelstiltskin." She would have figured, "Well, it's over. Better just move on. Keep quiet." Right. 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 Well, one of the other scenes that I love too is, I mean, when he realizes, you know, that that the queen comes back and says, "Oh, you know, she's, you know, she, you know, he he abused her, blah blah," and then he was all hopeful. He was like, "Oh, you mean that she needs a place to live?" And I felt like so bad. And then she says, "Oh no, she threw herself out the window." And then. That was just awful too. I mean, yeah, that, that just scene. that moment is just yeah. um, heartbreaking. Heart, yeah, it's heartbreaking well, moment. And, and the queen's just pure cruel. She's really stretching it out and playing yeah. it to torture him, just showing yeah. you like how low she can go. And she's lying. Yeah. And she's lying. Oh well, she's yeah, like, that too. Made, but she's well, lying. She made it sound lying. So, so real she, too. I mean, she was right. convincing. That's for sure. And she's yeah, convincing. Yeah, and him. I think that. You know, in in um, in the Evil Queen, I don't know if you people caught this, but it that part took place right when Belle was staying with him, when she was staying with him because he mentioned, oh, I got a new servant girl. She didn't answer the door. Sorry. Anyway, but that was when he was showing her what everybody thinks about her, and then she, not terribly long later turns it around and says, well, this is what everybody thinks about you. Right, right. Mm, right. You needed cleansing and it, because it's you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, uh, she was very much getting revenge on for that, in a way. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. It made me a little sad that uh, the evil queen was talking about needing help with a certain mermaid, and that has not paid off yet. I want the little mermaid story. Yes. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it came that. this coming year. It's I assume they'll tie. Yeah, I mean it makes sense to tie it into Neverland, but you know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I wouldn't that. be surprised if they introduced Ariel and maybe even Pocahontas, for all you know, since they also have Indians there. Well, that's, that's true. true yeah. too. That's you know, true I too. would love for them. I really want to know what the backstory is. Like, how did they figure out that they could call Rumple to stop the ogre wars? I, I think a lot of kings have made deals. I mean, Midas is mm-hmm. probably one, and uh, King George is one. They probably right. changed his business card, kind of. Yeah. Oh, how, oh, how, how did he oh. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait, wait Pocahontas Rasky. wouldn't be in the fairy tale world. Pocahontas oh. would be in the real world. Wait, wait. So, so wait, you're asking. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. So you're asking I'm, how was it that, that, you know, who told Rumpel to come how and was stop it the, that, well, first of all, Belle knows of Rumpel, says so to, his, to oh, her father oh, at the very, very beginning. Yes. And how, yeah, and how did he make the decision that he wanted her? Like, I feel like there's a backstory to that and that, you know, that that he had to have seen Belle or knew Belle or there was something about that because, you know, why would he, he, that was his deal. You know, he wanted her. Well, I yeah, think it, it's all, it's for the most part initially was simply number one, A, he wanted company, but also he always, for his hugest deals, when he's asked to do something really, really big like stop wars, he demands something like the equivalent of your firstborn child. It doesn't mean that it has to be, you know, a newborn, mm-hmm. it simply be a grown child. Right. Mm, yeah. 
I suppose. I, I really think there's some there's gotta be some reasoning because he doesn't make a deal. He doesn't just come up with something out of the blue. Everything no. that Rumpel does is calculated, everything that he does is thought out and it's going to right. get him from A to B. And That's Rumpel, what his motives you know, are. Rumpel and the and the ogre wars, I mean, they go back a ways. Yeah, he's had a reputation probably for stopping them several times. That's probably why right. they called I mean, him. Remember, remember, he led the children off the field. Right, right. Right, he stopped them before for his own reasons, without a right. deal. He doesn't. He doesn't. But then like he lost open. Bay, and the rest is, you know, I mean. Right, right. He lost so. Bay, um, but but he had stopped the wars before. Yeah, I've always wondered why is it. Um, you know, he's simply asked to prevent everybody from dying, but he isn't asked to stop it this time. Yeah. Yeah, I don't well, he's know. Asked, yeah, I don't know. He's asked to stop the attack on the kingdom. Right. Um, and, you know. Well, the other thing, i got to go in a minute, but, but another I thing I wanted to bring up really quickly was I liked the banter between Regina and Gold. When she wants to ask him a question, he's like, and we'll, when I want something, then we'll have that little chat, you know. And he mm-hmm. just popped her hold. And then, you know, obviously, you know, she he knew that she took the the cup. And, you know, I just love oh, anything that they do together is, is amazing. But mm-hmm. I love them in scenes. That conversation in the jail cell. Wasn't that great? Oh, well, that, that, that cool. whole exchange between, okay, that whole, and I know you have to go. Um, but that whole thing with the jail and, um, you know, she Emma saying to, to Gold, now I know you don't want to be locked up. And he says, I do not. And she doesn't know. Emma doesn't know. I mean, he spent how many years in prison? Mm-hmm. Right. Again, right. I think it was just a few months. Um, okay. But time is relative. Time is different in, in, in fairy time, tale. I, I think time is relative. I don't think it was a few months that we think of as a few months. That no, did not happen in a few months. He did not get the way that he was in a few months that we think of as a few months. Right. It's just not possible. Yeah. Um, he's Yeah, he's hundreds of years old. He clearly aged. Well, yeah, but, and that was the other thing. Yeah, I mean, lately, just watching these other ones, I mean, you can see when he's younger, his teeth aren't as rotted, whatever, then by the right. time he gets to this point. Yeah. Right, right, right. And his clothes are in tatter. I mean, his clothes are in tatter. Yeah. That doesn't happen in right. a few months. So yeah. time, yeah. I think, is, is relative. It's like, you know, Noah lived to 900 and something years old. Not in our years. <laughs> right, right. In fairy tale years. Fairy tale years. In right. dog years. Each in year dog is, years. is 900 years old. <laughs> My dog Each is 120 like... something years old in dog years. There you go. There um, you go. But, so, but that whole thing about him not wanting to be in prison um, yeah. is very, very interesting. And uh, But then when he's in prison and that, that whole thing with the cop and Regina really taunting him with the cop because she knows yeah. about the cop. Oh, and um, kind of dangling it just out of his reach. And the way his eyes just track that cup. Yeah. He and was like terrified that she was going to drop it. He's I know. See it she really, face. really was. And that's just brilliant acting. 
Oh. And and um, he finally gets it. And the way he holds that cup is again, it's not in the script. This is not none of that scripted. No, I this read is all script. Robert Carlyle. That's right. That's all acting. Ladies and gentlemen, that is acting. That is masterful acting. Um, the way that that he he holds onto that cup as if it is his lifeline um, is just says more than any five pages of dialogue. Well, and two, you got to remember, she he thinks she's dead. That's all he has yes. left of her, and then and, and how much he loved her and all that. So, you know. After all these years, I mean, it is an eternal kind of love. You know what I find so heartbreaking about that whole episode? I mean, really, really heartbreaking. Well, the thing is, you realize he had to turn that curse over to Regina because he couldn't kill somebody he loved. But he had actually had the opportunity with Belle, especially once he thought she'd betrayed him, right? But anyway, and if he, I mean, if he had enacted it himself, he could have made himself Mayor Gold instead of, you know, Regina Mills Mayor, and he could have broken the curse because he would have still been in charge of it, and he probably could have left town 28 years earlier. He wouldn't have needed Emma. He wouldn't have needed a savior. He wouldn't have had to wait, and he may have been able to get to Bay back when he was still 14 or 15. He passed the opportunity to raise his son, he was willing to wait those 28 years in order to spell spare Bell's life. Right. Right. And now we know that Bell and Bell's true kiss can break the spell. It was healing him from being the dark one. You know, yes, the gold was. was fading. So that seems like that's got to be a possibility. That's got to be something that could still happen now. I mean, obviously they can kiss now and it doesn't necessarily break the curse, but I feel like the secret to him getting rid of the Dark One could very well lie in Bell. Well, I think that the Dark One has already, I mean, his better nature has really become much more dominant. And as long as Bell is in his life, real Bell, not Lacey Bell, mm-hmm. as long as she is in his life. Um, that's why he. That's why he brought her back. He needed her. Yeah. Um, and in the exactly. finale, in the finale, I think she is his strength that allows him, in the end, to um, go on the ship, take yeah. his, you know, the globe, and really get them to where they need to be. Yeah, and I have to wonder Henry. with Regina and Hook on that ship and Bell kind of out of sight, you know, it, how morally he's going to be able to keep it up, different land, different rules. And yeah, again, I'm is his appearance going to revert, go back? Well, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because now he's got Henry and is he – is I think I think Regina is going to be Regina. Regina and Hook. I don't think Hook has anybody to be good for. I think he kind of likes Emma. So I mean, I think in some ways she's the reason he turned back. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he kind of likes Regina too. 
considering that it was only that day that he turned her over to be electroshock treatment, I don't think they're going to be an item anytime very soon. Yeah, but yeah. you know what? I think that, that he and Regina are very much. It can still happen. I'm just saying she isn't yeah. forgive easily or at all. And uh, the fact yeah. that she ended up in that horrible pain because of him, she's not going to be willing are, to overlook that. Yeah, but you know what? They are yeah. both very self-serving and self-absorbed. And exactly. um, I don't. And, and Emma is not self-absorbed. And gold is not self-absorbed. No. And so I'm looking at the different personalities. And Regina is very self-absorbed. Hook itself. They really are quite well matched. Um, right. Gold, I think, you've got gold and you've got snow and you've got David. And I mm-hmm. think there's a chemistry in that so that threesome there that is. I think, and they're family. Remember, those guys are all family. Well, that's the that's the thing too. They're all connected, and by Henry and by Bayfire, and by Bay. And when he finds out Bay is alive, that's going to be. I can't wait. I I, I really hope that we're not going to have a lot of back and like. I hope there's not going to be like twelve episodes in back over there. You know, I hope they bring him back. Quicker, yeah. I think they learn. Yeah, I keep wondering if Bay is going to make it over to Neverland and then they all go home together, or if he'll make it back to Storybrooke and meet Belle and be on their own for a while. I don't know. I do want to. uh, Oh, before Chrissy, before you leave, and I do want to make sure that people know that if you guys have questions, if anyone listening has questions for me to ask um, any of the cast of Once Upon a Time or Adam and Eddie, please drop me a line at barbara.barnett at blogcritics.org. And that is barbara.barnett. Okay. I like the first few titles of the episodes. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to repeat my email address, barbara.barnett at blogcritics.org. So make sure you email me, guys, that are listening, panel, you too, um, yes. and uh, make sure that you – because I'm leaving on the 17th, and that would be Wednesday, the 18th, the 20th, I think, 17th, 18th, 20th, I think will be the day of the um, the uh, uh, Once Upon a Time stuff will be Saturday like it was last year. So, but what, but Skin Deep was just such a great. Uh, there's one more scene, and I know Chrissy, you got to go. So yes. if, you need, if you need to go, go. I will go in, but you know what? I mean, I love this. Uh, what's the next one that we're supposed to watch? That's oh, what, what are we going to do next, guys? I was the return the finale, and then I think we should. Well, maybe. Well, what's? We I kind of like to go back to 7:15 a.m. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, I, I know that it sort of fell before that, but. You know what? I want to get into season two, though. Let's do the finale, season one finale, and then we can start with season two. You don't that. want to do the return? Oh, yes, I do kind of want to do the return. Well, I, I really I, like Red Handed. Yeah. Oh, I, like I like that one, too, but I think the return might be better. Yeah. What do you do the return, the return, the finale. Return the finale, and then we'll do season two, and we'll do season two 
um, as much of season two as we can. Okay. We'll skip some of season two, but we'll do more of season two than we've done of season one. Okay. Um, And we'll do some skips. We'll skip. We'll have to skip um, during Comic-Con. And then I will be out of town. Well, I won't be out of town on Mondays. Um, I'll have to see. I'll have to see. Well, um, shoot me an email or whatever, DM me or whatever. Or yeah, I'll be me. around. I'll be, I'll be, we'll be doing the next couple weeks. Um, but, yeah, I'll have to see how things go. Um, but I will be broadcasting during Comic-Con if I can get access to Internet um, while I'm on the floor. Well, you know what? There is Internet, but it's really, really sketchy at the convention oh, center. It's really sketchy. So yeah. um, I'm going to try to find a quiet place, and I might even broadcast from the convention floor if I can find a okay. quiet enough place. So we'll All see. Right. Well, everyone have a good Fourth of July. Okay, you happy Fourth of July. And we'll yeah. keep talking, guys. So Chrissy, okay. have a great barbecue. Thank you. I'll see you. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good okay. one. Bye. <laughs> Bye. 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 So there's another scene that really struck me in Skin Deep. There were so many great scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, the scene where um, where um, just after Belle kisses Rumple. And the the curse starts to fade back. And he realizes it. And he realizes who put her up to it. I've always wondered what Regina had planned. Was he simply supposed to walk out of there not being the dark one anymore? Or was she planning on murdering him the moment he was mortal again? Did she She have something more planned? She could have. He was more. He was mortal. She could have killed him. Yeah. Um. His power would be gone. He would be. He would be without his immortality. Without his magic, he would be vulnerable again. He could be a victim again. He could lose everything. And a lot yeah. of people would probably be out to kill, kill him for you know doing things to them over the years. And he would never be able to be reunited with Balefire. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. No curse. He was so close. Right. He was so close. And he would never be able to have Balefire again. And that would be like taking his life. It would even be worse than killing him. To leaving yeah, him. Yeah, I, no I hope, hope he isn't continually put in this position, you know, of choosing Bell or Bay, because let's face it, he chose to bring back magic, you know, and look at what harm it's done to her since it's arrived. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just saying it always seems like he's choosing one or the other and going back well, and forth. Only, I think it's only been the one time, though, that he's cho- has made that choice. I don't think he's gone back and forth too much. Well, I he mean, did choose he to leave town right after she lost her memory, you know, and he was taking a bit of a, a chance with that. Well, but it has always been his decision to go find Bellfire. I mean, it has always been his his. It has always been his mission to go find Balefire. That's why yeah, he did I, I just hope that I, I'd love to see some scenes, you know, real scenes with Bay and Bell in season three. See them bonding yeah. and becoming friends, talking about him. Yeah, I mean, I I'd think love that would to be nice. To see. Yeah, and I think that we might see that. 
Um, I loved um, the the scene where um, you know he throws Bell when when he tosses Bell out um, after he, after he puts Bell into the cell um, and he trashes his house, um, shatters everything. Um, he's uh, on the. Are you someone knocking at your door? No, sorry, that was my wife throwing something in the trash can. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, on the on the, I don't know if you guys listened to the uh, um, the commentary. Jane uh, Jane Espenson asked Robert uh, if that was a lot of fun to trash the set like that, and if ever done anything like that before. And of course, if you know Carlisle's movies, you know very well he's done that before. If you've ever seen the movie Train Spotting, I still have not. He has exactly done that before, where he has trashed an entire hotel room. It is the final scene of the movie Train Spotting. And oh, now uh, I have to watch it. It's spoiled now. Okay. Now, oh well, it's not what the movie's about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have not spoiled the movie for you. I'm just um, kidding. It, you better I see got it quick. On my TiVo, I just haven't got around to it. And they are going to do a sequel, so you better see I it. I heard that, yes. Yes, Irvine Welsh, who lives in Chicago, yay, um, is bad. They're going to do it. Danny Boyle is, is on board. Um, I hear all the entire cast is on board, which actually, um, until last year, Ewan McGregor was not. I guess he and Danny Boyle had had a big falling out. And uh, he, over the movie The Beach, of all things, um, which, why? <laughs> why? It was not the greatest movie of all time. It was not the best movie that Danny Boyle has ever made. Um, bad casting of Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, but, yeah, anyway. But, yes, I understand he's on board, and it would be wonderful to see them do um, the, the remake uh, based on Irvine Welsh's sequel to the to the novel. Um, you've got to see it, Jimmy. But, yes, the crashing of the room. And then, and then he goes in to uh, release Belle, and, and, you know, she, she makes that statement, you know, all you have is a, an empty heart and a chipped cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, right, and um, he just closes his eyes, and in the commentary, he actually says that 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 actually moved him to tears. That's her cool. her delivery of the line, and he says he thinks they cut it because you can't really see it. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, I just got a new Comic Con uh, email here. FX. Announces it's Comic Con slate. Uh, Archer. Mm-hmm. Did I go to Archer? Archer's awesome. I love Archer. Archer and that cast is gonna sunny. gotta be fun. Archer. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, and Sons of Anarchy. I don't watch Sons of Anarchy. That's one of those ones so, that I feel like I should watch, but so I have Archer. I've got. Um, H. John Benjamin, Aisha, Aisha Tyler, Chris Parnell, Amber Nash, Lucky Yates, and then I've got uh, 
um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Do you know that show? Oh, yeah, I love that show. It's been on for like eight years. Rob it's like a Mac- much ruder version of Seinfeld. Oh, okay, right, right. I've seen it. Glenn Howerton, Charlie Day, Caitlin Olsen, and oh, Daddy DeVito is going to be there. Yeah, well, he's been a that. star since season two. Oh, and then Ron Perlman, Katie Segal. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, that's of Anarchy. Yeah, I, need, I should watch Paris that. Barkley. Oh, cool. Oh, Paris Barkley, who was from um, House. Oh. Fun. Oh, I'll go to those. Katie Segal's yeah. husband is the creator of Sons of Anarchy. So cool. she's got a kind of in Those on are the Thursday. Show. Oh, God, mm-hmm. Thursday. My day is like insane Thursday. Okay, I'm going to go to those. All right, so I, it's like every like hour I get new. Tomorrow I think is going to be like a crazy day for, for Comic-Con. So you got to come next year, Jimmy. I'd so love to. Gonna, I guess right, so, it's such so, an expensive trip. I can't can't swing it. I know, I know. Um, so I think this is my friend, uh, zombies. Oh, speaking of zombies, do you know what we saw over the weekend? What? We saw World War Z. Oh, it wasn't any good. You don't sound really enthusiastic. It uh, was. Okay. It was okay. Try to not be spoiled on anything, so I really have very little knowledge other than that it's. Brad Pitt and Muriel Enos. Okay. So have you watched have you read the novel? No. Okay. Um, it's not like the novel. And I'm not I'm not a big zombie movie person. I'm not but, either. Um, you know, I really I loved Shaun of the Dead. Mhm. But that's a comedy loved, more than a I zombie loved, movie. Yeah, I loved Zombieland. Yeah, same thing. I I love the zombie comedy movies. I'm not into the actual zombie movies. <laughs> I thought I thought 28 weeks later and 28 days later were good for their social commentary. Mhm. Um, and this is more of a social commentary zombie movie, I suppose. Um, and it it had more possibilities than it actually executed. There were a lot lapses of logic. Um and stuff, but it, it was okay. It was okay. Um, maybe my my you know I'm getting my fill of my full capacity of summer blockbusters. I guess <laughs> you know I've seen every single one of them so far. I think the only one I've seen is Star Trek. I we don't go to the movies very often. I I feel like I've got a pretty good setup at home now. You know I got the money to get a a decent sized TV and the 3D Blu-ray player and all that. And I'm like, I don't want to spend $30 for two of us to go to the movies. Well, we've got, yeah, this I don't know great, <laughs> you know, we have this great IMAX theater up the street. So mm-hmm. it's kind of nice uh, to do that. I mean, it's like really nice theater. So we do that. And, um, you know, it's great. I mean, it's great to see, it was great to see Star Trek in 3D on the, on the IMAX and, you oh, know, yeah. Star Trek was awesome. Star Trek was amazing. To me, was. that was the best movie of the summer. Hands uh, down. Yeah. I, I have no desire. I mean, I, I do kind of want to see Iron Man three, but, and Superman, Iron, but I, I don't know. Star Trek Iron was Man the one 3. I had to see. Iron Man three was not as good as Iron Man two. Oh, that's disappointing. Cause Iron Man two, I didn't think was all that good. I love the first one. 
I, I and, and Iron Man two wasn't as good as Iron Man one. No, not at all. Um, and Iron Man one was awesome. It was. And um, and I didn't like the Avengers at all. So I liked um, the Avengers. I didn't love it. I still think Iron Man's the best of that group. But yeah, Thor, well, was, Thor I, was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't like Thor. Oh, I liked I really Thor a lot. Care. I didn't, you know, I like my superheroes a little more cerebral, I suppose. Mm -hmm. So I thought that Iron Man was a little more, original Iron Man was a little more cerebral. Batman was a little more cerebral. Star Trek is more cerebral. So, you know, Man of Steel was not cerebral. It could have been, but it wasn't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You know, World War Z was could have been, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, I just wouldn't watch these on HBO or. <laughs> you know, and you, can t- and you can tell, and you can tell also that by the trailers that they that you see, and the trailers that accompanied World War Z were all slasher horror movies. Hmm. They were all. I don't like that genre very much myself. They were horror movies, and yeah. I was like, "Why aren't these science fiction movies?" <laughs> yeah. What? There was one. There was one science fiction movie trailer. The one, I can't remember what it's called. The one um, that is uh, from the guys who did um, uh, District Nine. Mhm. Uh, which I'm really looking uh Elysium. Okay. That was an um, interesting movie. Yeah, it it looks like an interesting movie. It, it's not it's coming out soon, I think, next week. Um and I'll see that one. That looks pretty interesting. But yeah, I'm sort of whew, you know, I'm kind of blockbustered out, I think. Uh, so let's talk about uh are we done talking about skin deep? Anyway, oh, I, I do have one more thing to say. I really like the scenes with Emma. I know she didn't get much to do in it, but I like I how she was so non-judgmental towards gold. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, yes. you know, she didn't assume the very worst about him, in, yes. and she even was willing to give him half of her sandwich, and she that. was apparently going to bring him back a, an, an ice cream cone. I think she actually felt bad for him. I she did. Well, I love this this like, you know, talk to me, tell me tell me what I can do. What, you know, I I can help. You know, mm-hmm. what did this person do that was so terrible? Let this is my job. Let me help you. And I don't, you know, he says I don't think you can help me. And um so I think she does feel I think she does feel his pain. Yeah, I would really love it if in this, you know, I was kind of disappointed in season two that Belle didn't get much interaction with most of the cast. I mean, she never even got one line to with Snow White, come to think of it. Right. Not well, one. Hopefully she will. Hopefully, that, hopefully this will all sort yeah, of play I'd out. Yeah, I'd love to see a, a, one of those bar scenes very much, you know, like the one yeah. Skin Deep, but with, you know, Red and, and Snow and, you yeah. know, her and... You know, them being friends. I'd really like to see that. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely like to see it. I would definitely, that would be good. I would like to see an expanded role for Belle, definitely. Um, I think she'll get it this time since she's left behind. Yep, yep. Um, Yes, she will. Yeah, Um, in fact, I'm a little worried for her. I'm a little worried that 
when Regina comes back and finds out that Belle has been basically taking over as mayor of the town, that she'll want revenge on her. Well, maybe well, they can have an election. Yeah. Yeah. Sooner yeah. they got to have an election. Yeah. Well, they'll have. You know, she'll have to walk over gold to do any harm to Belle. Yeah, that, I know, but let's face it, she can. That would be a very interesting confrontation. Yeah, I'd um, actually and, like to see Belle actually yell at Regina. She hasn't done it yet. When is that going to happen? That should be interesting. Speaking of Emma, I really do like her. I really do like Emma's chemistry with Gold. I really do. Mm-hmm. Great chemistry. Really, really good chemistry together. Jennifer Marson does. Um, so, yeah. So it was, to me, as I said, at the beginning of the top of the hour, um, a really outstanding episode. To me, still the best episode of the season. Uh, sorry, of both seasons. Um, and uh, I, I think um, without a doubt. Um, so should we go on to something else? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So... Um, Jimmy, uh, have you watched Ray Donovan at all, Meredith? Uh-huh. Yeah. No. No. Okay. So if you want to hang on, great, and, and talk about that as well. If not, that's fine, too. Um, so, Jimmy, what did you think of Ray Donovan? Um, I liked it. Didn't love it. Uh, I thought it was interesting, and it was definitely uh, a different. I didn't have another show I could really pigeonhole it in. Um. My wife absolutely loves Liev Schreiber. That's like one of her top three actors, and she didn't really care for it all that much at all. So that might have colored my opinion a little bit. But, yeah, I'll keep watching. I just don't – I don't know. I didn't find anything that really hooked me in that first hour. So it's very noir. There's yeah. No, it's, a, it's, it's noir. Um, yeah, it is. I I love Liev Schreiber. Um mm-hmm. His name is sort of the same as my son's middle name, whose middle name, my son's middle name is Lev. You don't hear too many people with that name. No. <laughs> it means it means heart in Hebrew. Um, Lev and Lev, same thing. Um, but he he's a great actor. I saw him Glen. I saw him in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Mm-hmm. And he's just a fabulous actor, and I was so excited to see him in this uh, show. Um, I liked it. He plays. He's very, you know, very much this noir, you know, fixer in L.A. Um, I love Elliot Gould. Always. I thought I thought his character came off a bit stereotyped. I think all the characters came off a bit stereotyped, actually. And I don't know if they were just all trying a little too hard, if the writers were trying a little too hard to establish the characters, or if the actors were trying too hard to establish their characters. But they all seem just a little bit too broadly drawn. Yeah, I feel and like I, I liked the actors, but not the characters so much. Like, you know, I, I'm familiar with Lee Schreiber and John Voight and Elliot Gould, and I like their other work, so I appreciated yeah. what they were doing. But then the other characters, you know, who I wasn't as familiar with, I was kind of like, eh, I don't really care because I don't know who they are, and their characters aren't 
that interesting. Yeah. The the guy who plays Bunchy, the um mm-hmm. the brother who's been who is abused by the priest. Uh-huh. I remember him one of my guilty pleasure I'm a disaster movie fan. <laughs> Confession time Sci fi disaster Saturday, one of my favorite uh guilty pleasures. I will sit there and watch that and they're so formulaic. You can literally know if it's Randy Quaid and uh and, and Victor Garber <laughs> in a sci fi oh. movie. I'm watching it, and it's either a volcano or a hurricane or an earthquake or a tornado. Or an asteroid. Or an asteroid. Or a hurricane. I already said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. But to me, one of the best – it wasn't a sci-fi movie. But the movie um, Day After Tomorrow, Mm -hmm. which is one of my favorite disaster movies of recent memory. Um, for all the scientific inaccuracy sort of in it, there is some grains of truth in it, but not a lot. What out to me of that movie is I loved the vice presidential parody of Dick Cheney. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I only saw it in theaters. I haven't seen it since, but I did remember enjoying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, he was in that movie. Mm. He played Dennis Quaid's sidekick. Okay. So, um, oh, I just got, oh, I already got this. I just got a thing from Sci-Fi about, um, the Sci-Fi Defiance, Helix Being Human Warehouse 13 panels. Didn't I already oh, get final, final Warehouse 13 panel. Yeah, I think I got this. Uh, yeah. Eddie McClintock, Joanne Kelly, Saul Rubinick. Oh, I, I want to interview him. Um, yeah, Being Human. Yeah, I think I already RSVP to this one. I think I've gotten this like four times already. Um <laughs> You know, they start blending in together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. Oh, um, so, but anyway, so he, I thought he was really good. But I spent half the things like, where have I seen him before? Where have I seen him before? <laughs> and the guy who um, plays the other brother with Parkinson's is actually a British yeah. actor. Did a really, really oh, fine yeah. job with it. Did a really good job with it. Um, John Voight, who I do not like at all. Um, because he's a right-wing jerk. No, I'm sorry. Politics stays out of it. Um, I don't like him. I don't like his politics. And um, I, you know, he kind of is up there with Mel Gibson in that I usually don't like his stuff because of politics. Um, But he's not as bad as Mel Gibson Um, because I really won't watch anything that Mel Gibson does, even the stuff that I... And I... And by the way, a political aside here, before Mel Gibson turned out to be a real jerk and a real asshole, Mel Gibson was one of my favorite actors in the world. I actually He is a really good actor. I mean, you're right as a person scum, but... The first novel that I started to write like 30 years ago 
the character, the act. And I always write with an actor in my mind and in my ear with him. And I started with him, a character based on Mel Gibson standing on a bridge in Chicago in a post-nuclear wasteland about to jump off a bridge. And he stops. And it was Mel Gibson. I mean, that's how much I loved Mel Gibson, is he was starring in my novel. And everything from The Road Warrior to Gallipoli to The Bounty to Tim, which is a little-known indie movie that he did. Um, Brilliant, 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 brilliant work. And something happened to him when he moved to the U.S. Although I actually have a friend who was my – basically was my – huge encouraging mentor um, in writing my house book who is a screenwriter uh, in Australia knows Mel Gibson, worked with him said he was as much of a jerk in Australia as he was when he moved to the US Um, but I I literally took all of my Mel Gibson DVDs and I gave them away. I will not watch a Mel Gibson movie. Um, but anyway, let's get back to Ray Donovan. Sorry about that. <laughs> Did you see the ratings? It was Showtime's biggest premiere ever. I know. Anyway, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, I, I do think thing, some of the characters were painted with slightly broad strokes. Um, I think it's. I was great to see Peter Jacobson. Yes, that's true. I, yeah, fun to do he's that. He's not listed as one of the main characters, so I don't know how big a role he's going to have. But I liked him. Yeah, well, he's listed as a guest star, so I don't know right. how often he's going to be on. Um, I guess it depends on how his character goes over. Um, but I, I like this idea of this Hollywood fixer working for this law firm and, and, you know, Elliot Gould's character, um, with his, you know, it's time for us to come clean on all of this. And of course, with, with John Boyd's character coming out of jail and now he's connecting with Ray Donovan's family. And that's the last thing that Ray wants. Mm -hmm. And it's really, wow. I mean, a lot of stuff is kind of, you know, kind of coming together. Um, a lot of nice little narrative threads have been plucked. A lot of tension. Mm-hmm. You know, tension between Ray and his wife. Tension between well, Ray and his wife. Yeah, his wife, I can't get over the accent because I got so used to her in Caprica. And she, you know, had just a normal American accent. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was she the yeah. wife in Caprica? Yeah, she was Greystone. Really? Yeah, Paula Malcolmson. Oh my gosh! She was married to Eric Stoltz in Caprica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't get over the accent. In fact, because of the accent, it took me like ten minutes to go. Is that the girl from Caprica? I don't think that's the girl from Caprica. And finally, I jumped on IMDb and confirmed. I was like, where have I seen her before? Uh huh. Nice. Yeah, I like her. And I just have a hard time getting over the accent. I'm sure after a couple hours of it, I'll adjust. But 
Well, all of those guys. I mean, Lev Schreiber with a Boston accent, John Voight with a Boston accent. His was so much more toned down than hers. Hers came across so much thicker. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense because, you know, she's in the home doing her thing, whereas, you know, Ray Donovan is out interacting with everybody, and he would acclimate quicker. But, yeah, no, it's interesting, and I don't know where it's going, which I appreciate. Um, I I don't know. I'll hang in and see, see what happens with it. Yeah, it's definitely worth a, another look-see. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, so what else are you watching this summer? Oh, did you watch the first episode of Perception? Of course. What do you think? Uh, I think they're going to go to do Case of the Week stuff. And it, what bothered me most, I think, about the premiere was tying uh, her backstory to the ex who's now her boss. And I'm like, why do they force these things? Why can't it just be there's a new guy that comes in and causes trouble in the department? Why does it always have to be this backstory with the romantic tension? And I don't know, that bothers me. Okay. Do you but, know what bothered me the most? What? Is that we are back to Daniel solving cases with his hallucinated girl. Oh, yeah. And that who's now the interaction, which just... Ugh. Yeah, it just kind of confuses it. And I don't think it adds to it. No, I I thought about that show from the beginning. If they just commit to the story of Daniel, it would be so much better. But TNT can't do yeah, that. TNT has to do procedurals. It's, it's a really, really, really interesting concept. And it's never been done before. I know, and you've got really? Eric McCormick, you've got LeVar Burton. I mean, these are right. actors, but I want yeah, to see Yeah, these are it. excellent. I mean, and, and Eric McCormick is a is an excellent actor. He's amazing, amazing. He's really, really. And LeVar I, Burton I, is so wasted on the show. I love LeVar. You know, I interviewed him last do? year. He's such a yeah. nice guy, too. I, I, I interviewed him about reading Rainbow. Aw, because you know he launched a whole thing, bringing mm-hmm. Reading Rainbow to iPad. Yeah, he was just on Colbert like two months ago. Um, yeah, and they read in the Reading Rainbow stuff, and yeah, I I love Lavar Burton. I've loved him forever since Kunta Kente and Georgia Forge, and oh yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, it was great. All I had to do was ask him like one question, and he like talked mm-hmm. for forty minutes. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And you could listen to him talk for 40 minutes and just be like, wow, LeVar Burton. It's like totally gregarious. I have this great reel of him talking, and it was like, oh, okay. He's just really, really awesome. nice. Um, but yeah, yeah. My perception, uh, I don't know. That's one of those ones where I'm like, should I keep watching? What if it really gets good? I was really disappointed. I really, and I really, you know, it's funny because I, I never watched Will and Grace. So I really oh, have I love never Will and Grace. I never watched. I never seen Eric McCormick in anything, and he, um, I was like, I really like him. He did another cable show for two seasons before this, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was an advertising agency um, set in present day. It wasn't a Mad Men copy, and it was him and uh, the guy who starred in Ed. His name escapes me all of a sudden. But, yeah, they were both really good in it. And I just, yeah, I love Eric McCormick. I just wish he would get he's a, really, a better he's vehicle. A quirky, he's a really quirky actor, and I mm-hmm. really like that. And he's very smart. He's a very intelligent mm-hmm. actor. And that yep. really comes across well. Um, but I wish they would 
you know, um, spend some time really delving into his character and his issues. You know, that's the one thing that they did extremely well on House is mm-hmm. for all of the case of the week stuff they did, they never shied away from trying to really get into House's psychology. Yeah. And I think it just because, especially because Daniel is a neuropsychologist, he's a neuropsychiatrist who mm-hmm. is who is a paranoid schizophrenic. I mean, how brilliant is that? And yep. for a for an investigator who has active, he's delusional, and what a compelling character that makes. Well, see, I think you'll like Hannibal because that lead character. First of all, the lead character is not Hannibal. The lead character is Will Graham, I guess was in the original books or whatever. But he's somebody who can yeah. get into the mind of a serial killer. And because it's Brian Fuller, it's very visual and very larger than life, like visions of things and, you know, just very artistic. But a lot of it is the psychosis of that man and what it does to his mental state and how, as he gets into these cases and gets into this world, his mental state deteriorates further and further. And there's a lot of questioning, especially late in the season, what's real and what's not because of the mental stuff. So if you want to get, like, what perception should be, go watch Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because, yeah, okay, I, 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 I really like that. it. And I will, I will do that and see if I can – Interview. And it's Hugh Dancy. Hugh Dancy is amazing. <gasps> I know. I, in fact, um, yes, I actually put in a request to interview him. Well, and the show also stars Lawrence uh, Fishburne, and they do bring in Gina Torres as his wife on the show, which I love. I <laughs> know. I'm like really. And excited. then um, I guess the guy who played Hannibal, who uh, the whole season I was like, oh, I'm not sold on him. Apparently, he narrowly beat out David Tennant for the role. Tennant almost was going to play Hannibal. Really? But the season, Yeah, but the season finale this year sold me on why they picked this guy. Because this guy, I mean, the whole season, you're just like, okay, whatever. He's Hannibal, but Will Graham's far more interesting. And then they do something with him at the end that you're like, wow, I can't wait for season two. I can't wait to see how everything changes. And Brian Fuller has a seven-year plan for this show, if they'll let him keep it on the air, where he's got three years of original material, and then seasons four, five, and six will be Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, and Hannibal, and then do a seventh year of original material to finish it out. Wow. Yeah, I actually, here's my thing, um, uh, my press release here, pa- panel is Thursday, uh, which will include Brian Fuller, David Slade, Martha De Laurentiis and Hugh Dancy. Mm. So no. Oh, and Julian Anderson's in the show too. Oh, Julie. Oh, really? Okay. She plays Hannibal's psychiatrist, and she will definitely right. have to be in season two because she's got some secrets. Okay. We'll so I actually I've been corresponding with their PR people. Um. Yeah. So, press release. The panel is set. Um, and I asked if there are any one-on-ones, and we are in the process of sorting it all out. Details to follow, and that was five days ago. So hopefully we will, um, I will find out soon enough. 
details to follow. It's like really, you know, daily I get new things. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I would. I, I love Hugh. Oh, I love Hugh Dancy. I think he's great. Yeah, I think you need to check it out. I mean, I'm not a horror person, but based on what okay. you like, I think you would dig Hannibal. Okay, I'm sold. I'm sold. It's is it? It's a British. <laughs> it's a British show. No, it's American. It's NBC. But they aired it in May and June for some reason. They aired it in May and June, and it finished the first run like two weeks ago. And they've been picked up for a second season. And they're only going to do 13-episode seasons, which I think is a smart move. Like the Brits. But see, Hugh Nancy is British. Jillian Anderson is essentially British. Right. Yeah, it's American-made, but you're right. It does have a lot of British people in the cast. And, of course, David Uh, Tennant is British. Hmm? Yeah, Eddie Izzard's in a few episodes. Who's so. British? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course, of course. So, yeah, there's uh, quite a cast. I'm looking forward to it just because, you know, oh, John Benjamin Hickey's in an episode. So, I mean, the cast they've attracted to this is phenomenal. Okay, so definitely. Oh, so I can oh, so I can go on the NBC press site and take a look at the episodes. Um, but yeah, so now I'm now I'm getting really excited. So good, 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 good. Well, we are almost out of time. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. The time flies when we're having fun. <laughs> um, so I am. You know, next week I will have much more um, of an idea of what I'm going to be doing for Comic-Con and it will be I think my last episode no it will not be it will be I'll have two more episodes before I leave for Comic-Con Whew. Um, and we'll talk about the return and then we'll be com- then there, and then we'll talk about the finale and then there will be Comic-Con so what I'll do during Comic-Con is I think I'm going to run some shows there's a guy named Zach Van Norman who's a brand new writer for Blog Critics who is also a writer on the Once Upon a Fan site, the UK Once Upon a uh, Time fan site. Um, And we're going to collaborate on some spots from the floor of Comic-Con on the air. And I think what I'll do is I'm going to do some mini shows during Comic-Con, maybe like half hour show one time a day. Um, Times to be determined. Um, places to be determined. <laughs> it's going to be sort of a day-by-day decision. So um, we'll see. Follow you on Twitter for the latest updates. Yes, follow me on Twitter for the latest updates at Barbara. Uh, sorry, uh, at B underscore Barnett, and follow Jimmy at Jerome Wetzel TV. So follow me, follow Jimmy, but make sure to follow my Twitter feed for um, the latest from Comic-Con. Um, and I will use hashtag uh, Let's Talk TV, hashtag SDCC um, for any updates about Comic-Con and my coverage of Comic-Con. And I will be updating my Comic-Con coverage almost daily from here on out because I'll be getting press releases and requests from the studios almost on an hourly basis here on out with at requests to promo what's going on uh, at Comic-Con. So I'll be doing a lot of tweeting. You should title your coverage BB does CC. <gasps> I should do that. BB at FCCC. Oh, yeah, but just the BB and the CC go together really well. 
BB at CC. BB, yeah, BB at CC. I love it. Hashtag BB at CC. Should I do that? Yeah, absolutely. Hashtag BB at CC. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to tweet that right now. <laughs> will, you retweet, will you retweet me? Of course. All right. Well, I will see you next Monday. We'll talk about the okay. return. Okay. I'll be here. All right. Take care. Have a good 4th of July. You too. Talk to you later. All right. Have fun. All right. Bye. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.